will I be going through? Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. We are officially at episode 70. So crazy. And today I have a special guest, a reoccurring guest, my husband, Woody. What up, y'all? What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you so much for joining, sir. It's a pleasure. This is probably going to be one of the most unscripted... (laughs) times that we record um but we're really here to talk about gratitude um we are in the season of uh, thanksgiving um and just taking some time to reflect on things that we can be you know grateful for for those of you who are following me on social media there is a uh, challenge going on on my pages my ministry pages in regards to um having an attitude of gratitude and so um if you are listening today and, and, and you know, didn't participate in the challenge, it's going to be up for a little while and you can um, take part. And so um, in season one, uh, episode 23, I spoke about gratitude during infertility. Um, so if you haven't checked out that episode, I uh, highly encourage you to do so, um, season one, episode 23. And today I'm going to have Woody on and he's going to help me talk about gratitude in this year of 2020. Um, so Woody, what are some things that you are grateful for in regards to this journey specifically? So on this journey of infertility, what are some things that you, you still are, you know, you have a heart of gratitude for, um, whether it's like life lessons, your faith, um, growing, understanding, what are some things that you are grateful for, even in the midst of, uh, this season? Wow. Maybe I should have, uh, listened to her when she asked me if I wanted to see the question. <laughs> Um, you know, to be honest, I think that the thing that I'm most thankful for in this season, as far as this journey goes, um, is who I get to go through the journey with. Mm -hmm. I think that you are what, who I am most thankful for when it comes to this journey. Um, it's hard enough as it is, but to have somebody who will stay focused um prayed up who will use this difficult journey and try to find a way to bless others through it um somebody who continuously reads and studies and seeks knowledge and is slow to anger but willing to teach me the things i don't know about this because there's a lot i don't know Um, (laughs) there's a lot i don't know 
I, I think that the thing that I'm most grateful for, because it's hard enough, but having the right person to go through the journey means a lot. Because, I mean, in a year like 2020, when we see so many people go through so many difficult things, so many relationships have gone right. through such a difficult period. Right. To already have a difficult aspect of a relationship, um, I think having the right person to go through it with makes it uh, something worthy of being grateful for. Definitely. I appreciate that. And it's just been amazing to see our faith and how it's grown um, through the years of you know being on this journey of walking in fertility. Our prayers have changed. Our attitude has changed. Our emotional stability has changed. And, um, you know, looking back, you know, at last year compared to this year, you know, from a faith and a, a spiritual perspective, you can definitely see that we've grown individually and collectively. So um, I, I, I really appreciate that. So one of the things I think I've hinted towards in previous episodes, but really haven't um, delved into is the fact that we both transitioned out of some really difficult work environments. Um, you, I think at the end of 2019, mm -hmm. um, and for me, it was in the beginning of 2020. Um, so going back to your previous role, um, what did you learn during that season? Like, you know, definitely a high stress, um, you know, work environment, a very fast paced. Um, and it was really hard, you know, I know for you to go through that season, but it was also hard for me to watch you kind of go through that season. Um, so what did you learn, um, during that time? Um, and what are some of the ways that you kind of coped to push through? Um, before you got your promotion? Um, to stop lying to myself? <laughs> uh, you know, you you hear some people who say, oh, I work good under pressure. Um, and I used to say that. I used to say, you know, I work I work really well under pressure. I, I'm able to, to deal with the pressure and, and, and manage and put the output out. What I learned in the last um, position is that I have a high expectation of myself, mm -hmm. but also deal with a high level of anxiety. Yes. So what I thought was me dealing well with under pressure was actually my anxiety peaking mm -hmm. and forcing me into a certain phase of focus mm -hmm. that would accomplish tasks. And that last position showed me that that's not healthy. Right. Um, you shouldn't want to deal with that type of pressure and, and that's, it pays itself off in different ways. Yeah. Um, we, we talk about this a lot, you know, when I first moved to Florida, I was, I, I had gotten 50 pound pounds heavier than I was when I moved here. Now, thank God I was able to lose some of that weight, <laughs> right. but you know, I was not. <laughs> I was not eating that much. I was still working out, but stress manifests itself yes. in different ways. Yes. And my stress manifests itself in grinding my teeth, mm -hmm. snoring, mm -hmm. gaining weight. Mm -hmm. All these things were new to me. I was like, well, must be old age. No, it was the stress, the stress that had come in. Mm -hmm. And so in ways of managing it, in ways of figuring out how to deal with it, mm -hmm. um, I definitely will say, 
I pray a lot more mm -hmm. internally um, because I pray quietly because a lot of my prayers aren't, you know, the the kind of prayers you want everybody to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I, I sometimes I talk to my father like my father, and sometimes I talk to my father like my friend. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to tell your friend, yo, this sucks. What's Word. up? Like, seriously. <laughs> Get like, me out of here. Bro, for real, I need help. I need help. And, you know, sometimes there, there's there's those moments when you talk to your father like your friend. And, and anyone who I've met who's a parent says that they want to be, they don't want to give their child any slack, but they definitely want their child to feel like they're a friend who they can come to and talk to. Mm -hmm. And so... um I, that's one of the ways I've coped. I've read more books in the past three years than I have um, in the previous 10. Mm -hmm. um, I, I read a lot more, read physically a lot more audiobooks, um, but I do read a few physically. Um, just finding different ways. I exercise, I ride, I cycle, I talk to my wife a lot. Um, even when she doesn't like it, when she's ready to go to sleep, she's ready to go to sleep. And I'd be like, babe, <laughs> you want to talk? Um, no, thank you. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> so I, I exercise, I read. I've tried counseling. I've tried several different counselors mm -hmm. to, to see how that I That was a journey that. in itself. Listen, listen. <laughs> finding a counselor is really important. Yes. But finding the right counselor is more important than anything. Yes. Um, yes. How how you say it, babe? Prayer and counseling. Prayer. Prayer and Jesus. Therapy? Jesus in therapy. Jesus in therapy. Jesus in therapy. Listen. And so I, I've 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 learned to be thankful. I think that's also something that I find myself praying. Oftentimes, not asking, trying not to ask for anything. The only thing I'm asking for is for forgiveness of my sins, because I have so much more. He already knows what I need. So how about I just thank him for what he gave me? Yeah. Love it. So what are the key differences looking at your previous role and your new role? Like, how do you feel now? You know, you, you passed that really grueling season and now you've been promoted into a new job, a new role that you're enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, it's It's a... It's different in a sense of, so the first position I had prior was more of a risk management role, mm -hmm. whereas this one's more of an operations role. Mm -hmm. um, while I oversee more people, a bigger facility, manage more, diff more areas, um, I have more things that I have a say-so in, my current supervisor almost because it's less risk averse, seem to trust me more, mm -hmm. trust my decisions, feel comfortable leaving things in my hands. And believe it or not, having someone who tells you they trust you and treating you like they trust you, mm -hmm. even in a more stressful situation, relieves, relieves the stress mm -hmm. because you know that whether it goes good or bad, that person knows that you're doing it in the best interest and yeah. that nothing is being done maliciously or without without proper forethought and so that trust is probably the biggest thing mm -hmm. i don't think i think that this job now currently has a lot more responsibilities than my previous one but my supervisor trusts me and i'm mm -hmm. thankful for that type of relationship mm -hmm. um, because we do have a really good relationship where we joke about things all the time and 
I think have being able to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? And comes to me before he makes decision is like, what do you think if I take this approach and I'm able to give honest feedback? And he's like, I like that. Or yeah. I'm still going to do it this way, but I appreciate that because I didn't think of it that way. Right. And th- that that is truly a big help. Yeah. You can definitely see the stark difference between the two roles. And she says I'm happier. Yes, you're definitely happier. <laughs> and your students are telling you the same thing. So it's not just me. I, I smile more. That's what they say. You smile more. <laughs> so, so it's definitely been, uh, you know, a blessing. In the, and, you know, we both were just praying to get out of the um, work environments that we were in before. And, you know, God made a way. Um, and, and um Woody got his promotion first and I followed suit maybe two months later. So um, it's just been really good, you know, just like that level of stress is like off of our shoulders and we're walking into roles that we enjoy, you know, and we enjoy the people that we work with. Not to say I didn't enjoy the people I I worked with before, but um, there's more, you know, freedom. It's more lax. It's more... um, this is better. That's all I can say. All right. So 2020 has been a challenging year. So of course we are in it's the midst, statement. midst of a global pandemic. Um, and just life in general has just been really kind of crazy this year. Um, you know, we went through a tough summer. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, death of loved ones, close family, friends, um, some disappointments, um, and grief is a real thing, you know? Um, and in the middle of, you know, the pandemic, we decided to seek therapy. So how did therapy in the middle of the year help you individually? Um, And and just to clarify, we, we sought out a therapist that specializes in, you know, reproductive health, infertility, birth trauma, that sort of thing. Go ahead, sorry. I I think that we were in the midst. It, it's interesting because I was telling a coworker of mine recently that I never experienced one life change at a single time. Mm-hmm. Every time I have a life change, there's several, several. that follow, yes. whether it's, you know, when I moved to a new state, get married, start a new job, all within a five-month period. Mm-hmm. Um, we buy a house, get a car, start a new job, yeah. all within a five-month period. Yes. Um, I get a new job this time, and the whole world shuts down. Yeah, all within a five-month period, yeah. and it's and so it, you know, I was telling my coworker like I'm always dealing with several things at the same time, and you know it's. It's a gift and a curse to figure out how to manage that. And mm-hmm. I think what, um, you know, with the blessings of a job, and I think we were so excited for the job, you know, of course, yours had a, a, a twist with it. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know I, I think that what being able to go to therapy was is that it was the first time that we, even though this is something we have been talking about and going through together, mm-hmm. it was the first time that I didn't have to feel like I needed to process internally mm-hmm. one of the things that I was dealing with at that same time. Mm-hmm. I still had to figure out my job. I was still had the responsibilities of managing all those people who I supervise mm-hmm. and figuring out how do you make a student union, a student center 
COVID free and socially distant. Right. Like that was my role, but yet still dealing with my personal life and this journey that we're on and still the desires of our heart being that. And it was an opportunity to be able to talk to somebody about it and not have to process that. Because like I've said previously, while I can talk to you just about anything, I don't talk to you about just about anything mm-hmm. because I know you're dealing with it on a different level. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure you're in a good headspace before I talk to you sometimes. And sometimes we're in a bad headspace together. Yeah. And I don't want to put that on you because I know your, I mean, let's just be honest, your burden's a little bit heavier than mine. Mm-hmm. A lot of it heavier. But um, because it's your body who goes through these things. Mm-hmm. And so this was the first time I got to tell somebody, you know, straight out loud, like, yeah, I get pissed sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happens. This sucks. I'm, it it's sucks, okay. and I'm annoyed, and and I get frustrated. Yeah, and it not be towards you where you have to take that in and feel like it. How do I fix this? How do I fix it? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, and because everything that is going on, I know you know a lot of us are struggling to find something to be grateful for. If we're truly honest, because there's so much going on, and so. I wanted to ask you, you know, what advice would you give someone struggling with gratitude right now? First of all, having a sense of gratitude or thankfulness does not mean that you ignore the difficulties and traumas that you've been dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, Acknowledge those, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm current, you know, this week I found out that one of, my favorite first second cousins passed away mm-hmm. um it doesn't make me less thankful about the things that's happened happening as well it just means that i need to grieve in this area of my life while still remaining thankful in it all and i think that's the piece mm-hmm. to sit down and say this is hard mm-hmm. this makes me sad this mm-hmm. makes me angry this i'm frustrated i still have clothes on my back Mm-hmm. There's still a meal on the table. Mm-hmm. There's still good health within my own body. Mm-hmm. I'm still breathing. I'm still able-bodied. I have the ability to think sound thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's that in itself. Is a gift. Sound thoughts mm-hmm. is a gift enough to be thankful for, mm-hmm. and not whether you recognize it or not, someone out there really does care about you. Mm-hmm. And so it's those reminders. It's not ignoring all the difficulties, but it's also taking a moment and being like, there's still some good out there happening. And as long as there's some good happening, there's better up ahead. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So um, I wanted to put this in here because, you know, 2020 has been difficult. And one of the things that was really kind of, annoying sad in the beginning of the year is that a lot of the shows that we were watching that we were like really engaged in um you know they weren't there you know they weren't able to go to these studios and you know record episodes so Mm -hmm. one of the things that's come up is um one of our favorite shows this is us um is back and i'm you know we're super happy (laughs) that it's back because it's one of our favorite shows um, so how has, you know, the show and some other of our favorite things kind of coming back, um, on in the midst of this, 
you know, how has that kind of helped in the sense of just trying to get a sense of normalcy back um, to, from pre-COVID, you know what I mean, till now? How has certain things that we enjoyed before all of this happened and it's, re, you know, resurfacing now, how has that helped to kind of push forward in 2020? So I'm going to admit something really quick. Danielle does not watch very much very much TV at all. I don't. Um, but I'm the type of person, because I'm editing photos or, re, you know, I, I multitask because my attention span sucks. <laughs> um, and so I have to in order to stay focused sometimes. So I watch quite a few shows, and none of them have really been a getaway. And I think some people are frustrated with that, is that TV is normally a getaway from what they're used to. Mm -hmm. But this is us, um, Chicago PD, looking at Black Lives Matter's focus. Yeah. Um, the Good Doctor, which is focusing on the medical field. Um, Station 19, which is the firefighter first responders. All these television shows. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. They're not staring away from what's happening in 2020. Mm -hmm. If, in fact, they might be putting a magnifying glass. And embracing it. And embracing it. Mm -hmm. But what it's made me thankful for is Chicago PD reminds me that there are good officers inside of the force mm -hmm. trying to fight for what's right. Mm -hmm. And Good Doctor in Grey's Anatomy is reminding me that there are doctors who sacrificed everything for mm -hmm. the well-being of us. And we need to continue to pray for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, Chicago... Uh, Station 19 remind me of the firefighters who still had to go into people's houses. Could you imagine? They're telling you to stay six feet away and the firefighter got to go into somebody's house yeah, yeah. to give them aid. It didn't steer away from the difficulties for me. What it did is, in a sense, made me more grateful for those people. Mm -hmm. It makes me smile at them when I see them. Um, it makes me remember to add them to my prayer list when I talk about those leaders in the community and things yeah. like that. Because those are our local leaders. Yes. Our doctors and nurses. And I'll tell you what, all those shows amplified, and I'm so much so thankful for them at my own workplace, our housekeepers and custodial yes, staff. Yes. Those they are the so rock annoyed. stars, the people yes. who know that a room might be contaminated, and they're still but go in to clean it up mm -hmm. for the rest of us. I mean, it didn't take away from it. it, it it's, to me, it's helpful because we get so isolated to feel like we're in something alone. Mm -hmm. And these shows are reminding us that you're not alone. Yeah, we're in this together. Like my company says, better together. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her shouting out her company. So um, final, you know, questions here is, uh, you know, we don't know what is to come for the remainder of 2020. We don't know what's going to happen in 2021. Um, you know, we've gone through covid we've gone through you know a really tough time this year with social injustice um the presidency the election you know was another thing um so there was so much so much um uncertainty this year so much uh tears so much frustration um how have you you talked about anxiety before um how have you dealt with the anxiety that surrounds this year and one of the things i was telling one of my coworkers is like 
it's 2020 and it's looking like it's bleeding into 2021, right? Because right. here we are at the end of the year right. and a lot of this is not resolved, it's not right? Going away. <laughs> so, um, how have you dealt with the anxiety that surrounds what's what's happened this year? You know, for me, it it started to get to me. Mm-hmm. You remember at the beginning of the summer when I wasn't getting any sleep whatsoever? Right. I, I think that the George Floyd, yeah. the, the Ahmad, the the Brianna, all these things had started to impact me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't new stuff. Right. But being home. Yep. At home with the television on it majority was, of the day. Force it amplified it. it. Mm-hmm. It amplified it. And I think that the world recognized that. So as minorities, we already knew and we were dealing with it. But now that the rest of the world was now focused on it as well, made it even more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to turn it off. Mm-hmm. I learned to be okay turning off the television mm-hmm. and going for a walk. Yep. I learned Recycle. to cycle. T- <laughs> I learned to, <laughs> the, to turn off the television, turn off the radio, mm-hmm. and listen to old school music Mm -hmm. i learned to turn it off and write and read Mm -hmm. and i pulled out don't judge us but we got some coloring books yep um it's great therapy (laughs) i pulled out the coloring books a couple of times and i and i just and i drew and i watched photography videos i stepped away Mm -hmm. and i was okay with stepping away because the world isn't going anywhere and all of its trauma and all of its drama and all of its angry moments and it's joyful moments are going to be here but if you don't figure out how to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. you won't be here right so i had to recognize like i'm not getting any sleep it's been a week and a half and i've gotten like seven hours of sleep Mm -hmm. i gotta something's gotta give and so i turned everything off and i got back to what makes me happy Mm -hmm. i started joking around with you cracking jokes picking on you cooking Mm -hmm. i started Editing, I started watching. You didn't start cooking, you always cook. Well, (laughs) I cooked more. Yes. Um, Those things help. Yeah. Those things help because it allowed me to focus on what was healthy. Not Mm. important because it's all important. Correct. But focus on what was healthy at Mm -hmm. the moment. And people wanted to have conversations and I was able to say, I'm not talking about that right now. Mm -hmm. And that is important you know what i mean to set up those boundaries to advocate for yourself and just be like i don't feel comfortable having this conversation and that'd be it right so yeah thank you for that you've given um some good gems and and words of advice of you know how we can push through the anxiety because there's so much that has happened i feel like collectively we all need to have like a therapy session (laughs) One big, one big therapy session. Yeah, because it's like I, I mean, I'm not gonna minimize this, but I feel like we, we've gone through some trauma. You know what I mean? This year has been traumatic. You know, mm-hmm. and for for many of us, it's been hard because we can't even plan. You know, it's like even before, like when the shows weren't happening, it's like okay, Tuesday nights is our show night, so we're gonna watch TV on Tuesday nights. But it's like there's nothing on. You couldn't even. Those simple things you couldn't even plan because it's like we're all at a standstill. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so my final question for you is how do you foster an attitude of gratitude year round? So I know we're in the season of, of Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's, it's heightened focus to have an attitude of gratitude, to give thanks, um, to have that self-reflection, but moving past this season, you know, going into the new year, how can an individual foster an attitude of gratitude year round? So transparency, I'm still learning it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can't say a year and a half ago, I had that down pat Mm -hmm. Um, because I was always so stressed. It's hard to be thankful when you're stressed out. Correct. (laughs) Like you say you're thankful for these things, but you're just like, you find yourself saying, I can't wait to get out of this situation every time you open your mouth. Um, the best I can say that you do is to take that moment. You know, if you follow a lot of these these extraordinary people that the world love, the Warren Buffetts, the the um, the Bezos, the the Bill Gates, mm-hmm. all these multimillionaires and stuff like that, who everybody's like, well, we all have the same twenty four hours. If they can do it, you can do it too. They all take a moment and they'll tell you whether it's reading, writing meditating, reflecting, they all take a moment where they go back and reflect and take time to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard with the hustle and bustle of life when you feel like that. For those of you who are parents, when you got three kids running around the house Mm -hmm. and you're trying to take care of the house, trying to go to work, trying to cook dinner, trying trying to to wash clothes, how you make sure the kids are wearing their masks, make sure their friends are wearing their masks, trying to sanitize everything. It's hard to sit back and be like, but I'm thankful for the kids Mm -hmm. and a house where the friends feel comfortable enough to come. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm able, I'm happy to have sanitizer because the store keeps running out. (laughs) And I'm happy that there's enough food that I can provide because some people lost their jobs and Mm -hmm. they don't have the food. And it's it's hard to do that if you get caught up in the hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. So before you quickly rush to sleep, If you can take two more minutes in the shower, mm-hmm. if you could wake up five minutes earlier, mm-hmm. just to lay there and say, I'm so thankful for all these things mm-hmm. that sometimes causes me stress, mm-hmm. but are such a blessing at the same time. That's what I intentionally try to do. I think you have to be intentional Correct. about the year round gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Love it, love it, love it. So. Thank you so much for joining me in on this episode. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what about you this year of 2020? What, what about... She tried to get away from... You see how she tried to ask me all the questions I and did. interview you me? You can interview me in another episode. <laughs> but really quickly, right before Thanksgiving, how have you been able to remain grateful in 2020? You know, um, I remember... Uh, doing an interview with someone for the podcast um and she's such a gem and and before we started recording she was just speaking life over me and she said something that was so profound and so true about me in the sense that um i carry my weight different you know Mm -hmm. um and i oftentimes remind people you know just because i carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy Right. That's true. And so, um, 
I, I, I'm carrying this burden and I don't want to say I'm carrying the burden because I've laid the burden down to God, you know, but for a long time I was carrying a burden. I was carrying a weight, um, that really put me in a position where it was hard for me to find something to be grateful for. Right. Um, especially in the, in that season where I got promoted and then like two, three weeks later, Hey, you're going to be on furlough. Right. And so it was like, I finally reached the light at the end of the tunnel only to go back into this darkness. You know what I mean? Um, but one of the things that I am like truly grateful for is of course our connection, um, your support through it all. Um, you know, our relationship is really, we're friends first. (laughs) So I feel like we're really like friends and, um, you know, I can kind of just be myself and you're able, one of the things I, I appreciate about you is like, you can pick up the cues. Like, you know, when like, it's fun time, you know, when it's like, okay, she needs her alone time. Okay. She needs a nap or she's hungry. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't come that easy. I had to learn that. That, that, that was the first two years to, to learn that. So I, I, I'm truly, truly grateful, um, f- for you. And, um, it's funny because the challenge for tomorrow is dedicated to you. Um, so one of the things you know, of course I'm grateful for is my husband. And the second really is what I talked about earlier. Um, the way that my faith has grown, um, you know, in full transparency, there were times in this season where like, I did not even want to get out of bed really and truly. Um, but I forced myself, I pushed myself to, to do what I had to do. Um, during those moments and to see the way I handle things emotionally and spiritually now in comparison to a year ago around this time, um, is I, all I can say is it's God really. Um, and you know, one of the things I always tell people is like in the good seasons, you pray in the bad seasons, you pray and you dig the well deep so that in those moments where you can't even muster a prayer out, you've, you've had that stuff on reserve, right? <laughs> that can help carry you through. And so I'm really grateful. F- like this is the first time in a long time where I feel like I am not carrying a strong, you know, weight and a strong burden. So I'm totally, you know, grateful for the growth um, and the development in this um, season individually and collectively. Um, And it's just been an interesting ride. (laughs) An interesting you know, whenever somebody say it's interesting, that's interesting. It's like, hmm, it's been an you, interesting You don't know which way it's going to go, but yeah, it's right. been, it's definitely been an interesting ride. Um, and to sit here and um, be 70 episodes in, over 10K downloads is just like right. crazy to me. Right. It's crazy to me. Um, you know, what the, the, what the devil meant. For evil. For evil, God used for good. And, and so, you is. know, 
no matter how difficult this journey is, 10K times people wanted to to use this as a resource, a source of comfort, Mm -hmm. or just a reminder that they're not in this alone. And I do not take it lightly at all. Or that they're able to be a support to their friends Mm -hmm. because they listen to the podcast. No matter what it is, I think, I don't know if they realize how grateful we are for them. The people who listen, the people who who send messages who said they're praying, Mm -hmm. they're thankful. I I see the messages. Mm -hmm. I see them when they're writing on your wall and they're Mm -hmm. writing on your post. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... It gives energy in a different way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a testament that nothing that we go through our life is wasted. You know, everything that we go through um, is for a purpose. And um, there's a woman that I follow, uh, I forgot her name, her uh, her nickname on uh, social media is like Dr. C or something like that. And she says something along the lines of, the story is about you, but it's not for you. Right. Right. And I've had to come to that place and that realization that my story is, it's about me, right? There's components of it in, about me, right? But it's not for me. It's to help someone someone else. Um, and again, just to normalize this topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go through what I went through. Mm-hmm every aspect of it, every tier, so that when I'm speaking to a woman that has gone through this season, they know that I know what it's like. And um, I definitely do not take this for granted. It has been a an amazing ride. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do not listen to season one because it's like cringeworthy to me because right. I, uh, even the growth in that, you know, how right. I've, I've changed um, in my style for the podcast. Um, you know, it's just been it's just been a, an amazing ride. Definitely. So I, I'm really grateful for for this. I'm really grateful for this platform. I'm, I'm grateful for those individuals who have invited me on their platforms to talk about um, this journey, to talk about my story, to talk about my ministry. Um, and I, and I firmly believe that, uh, better days are ahead and, um, I'm truly grateful for where I am now. The choir saying amen. 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 Period. Poo. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So again, thank you so much for being on this episode. Um, I believe I'm going to have you back before the season's over. You might help me close out this season. We'll see. I'll be back. <laughs> so stay tuned for more. Um, if you haven't purchased the Infertility Journey Workbook Edition, it is on sale now. What are you waiting for? I don't, I don't know. Listen, we're we're selling we're selling a lot of books. Go go the workbook. You know, it, it's out. It's been out. Um, don't be mad when it's sold out. Okay, it's been out for about a month, uh, and so we're doing really good. And um, I appreciate everyone who supported. There's people who purchase books. They're like, listen, I'm just purchasing because I want to support you. I can gift it to a friend. Um, so I do appreciate you all. Um, the the next kind of thing we're working for, you know, towards is the 31 day devotional that will go with the workbook. 
And for those who are listening in that are not on the infertility journey and those who may be, um, the goal planning workbook will be out very soon. Like, very soon. (laughs) Drum roll just to leave us with the very soon. Look at this. You got to keep them, you know. On their toes. On the toes. Yes, thank you. So... Um, stay tuned, stay connected, and you will know what's going on. If you're on my social media accounts, you'll probably hear about it first. Um, but get ready for that. Um, I think it's really going to be a, a great resource, a great tool um, as you're closing, you know, one year and entering it in another and, and just having a, you know, solidified plan. So stay connected so you are aware of all of the release dates. And until next time, ciao. Later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.